You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive reader and energy healer. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Jenny Miller about conscious relationships and breath work. So welcome to Spirit Crumbs, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for us to talk about breath work and conscious relationships. Those are two things that I know really nothing about. So I think it'll be great for you to be here and have this conversation. Awesome. I'm excited. Me too. And so I was thinking maybe we could talk just a little bit about um, how we can use breath work to become more conscious just in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, So breath work really helps you get connected with yourself. And by that, I mean like you're taking the time to sit there and breathe and just be in that moment, that moment of presence and really get grounded with yourself. And you're giving yourself that space to let your ego move aside and then your intuition to come through. So what breath work really helps you do is release stuck emotions and trauma and begin to transmute some of that energy that was stuck in your body. Uh, Because what happens is that, you know, when we have a traumatic experience in our life, no matter if it was small or big, we generally hold our breath, right? Because we, we feel anxious and we're like, oh my gosh, right? And, and we basically that gets stuck in our body. So now we're taking that time, whether if it's a half an hour of breathing to really sit with ourselves. And I do truly believe that, you know, you get what you need in that moment when you're having a breathwork session. It might not be something like extremely, you know, um, big that comes up for you. It could be something small that just needed to move through you in that moment, but it's really giving you that time and that space to do that. And a lot of times, you know, we go about our lives um, more unconsciously, right? And we don't take that space. So what that does is, again, you're taking that space and um, you're allowing an opportunity for growth. And becoming more conscious is about growing and bringing awareness to things that are stuck within ourselves and um, choosing to move through them. And just by, you know, giving yourself or booking that session or doing a, a group virtual breath work, you are um, giving yourself that opportunity, which right there is very conscious of yourself, you know, bringing awareness like, hey, I need this, I feel this, and I feel like it's the right timing to do something like this for myself. I love that. I think that's such an important point. I've been talking about that a lot lately. The fact that anytime you choose to get a reading, I was talking about this actually in my episode this week, we're recording a week ahead, but I was talking about how it's 
you deciding to heal yourself, even though there's another person who's like a channel for energy or their person who's providing some guidance, you're the one who's making that conscious decision to say, I need some support here. And you're choosing the person, you're choosing the session, you're, you're making the decisions yourself. So I think that's such a really good point to make. And then with breath, with breath work, I think that's even more personal because it's, it's your physical body. It's that connection of like, like sometimes we like to be out in the spiritual world, like, you know, doing all of the like readings and things, but coming back to the body, I think you're right. is such a powerful way of connecting to our spirit as well, because they're so intertwined and we don't make that connection. Exactly. It's so important to be grounded. You know, we are here on earth and I believe it's, you know, you really uh, consciously connecting with the earth and then you consciously connect with the above, the sky, right? And um, our cosmic selves. And uh, we need that balance. It can't be like we're all up in the clouds and, uh, and not here on earth, right? Like this is why we're here. Our soul chose to be here. And, um, and yeah, just to go back to breath work too, like it doesn't have to be some, you know, big trauma that you're moving through when it comes up during breath work that may or may not happen. But it can be, again, something small that you just needed to see or hear or sense in that moment. And it gives you, again, that space to just move through that and become more consciously aware of it. Yeah, I love the point that like, it doesn't have to be something big, because I think it's like anything that's like, I just think of it as this has come up a lot, actually, um, both things we were talking about, about balance, and then acknowledging the smaller traumas, because I've been saying that with grief, how people think it has to be just the death of someone to feel grief, grief, when really, we feel that all the time for, for everything we feel like we're losing. But mm -hmm. also like the balance of like, mind body soul and just recognizing like yes even though we don't like it we are humans we're not just spirits like we have to be here on earth and like you said it's the same with meditation I find like you may have a meditation where you're like nothing came to me it was really dull it was just me sitting and like you know moving through my thoughts but the more you do that the more conscious you become it's that like habit we were talking about habit just before we started this too and like anything we do that's a positive thing for ourselves if it becomes a positive habit even if it's just taking I guess a few conscious breaths if we don't have time for a full session it still builds up like it still makes an impact exactly exactly and yeah and for myself, I've had such profound experiences by doing my own breath work, you know, like sometimes it is something heavy that I needed to see because I sort of became um, unconscious about it. Like I was like, oh, that's that's done with. I, I don't I don't need I don't even think about that anymore. And then once I realized that it was still there, that it was still in my body, I was like, OK, I need to connect with this. So it was just an eye opener in a way. And then I've had other experiences where, you know, I, I don't receive many visions or visuals, but I, I, the emotions come up and I almost like don't even know where they're coming from. I'm like, oh, well, why am I, you know, crying about this in this moment? And it's just <laughs> like, I needed it, right? So when we give ourselves the space in breath work, we're just allowing that to come up. And sometimes, you know, I might get a message that's just very simple that I was like, exactly where you're like, oh, nothing really happened. I guess, you know, breath work might have been a dud, but it's like it still wasn't because I 
I had, you know, just one clear message that was like, okay, you need to take care of your body a little bit better and like eat more green foods. Like I've had an experience like that or, um, or just um, the first time I did breath work was just such a profound and amazing experience for me. I felt totally connected to spirit and I felt very supported. So there's just, it's, I mean, I, I made it sound kind of heavy in the beginning, but it really is what you you know, what you need in that moment. And not everyone is going to experience it the same. Um, some people experience visions or they hear something or it's just energy moving through them and they can really feel like, you know, a little bit more clear and calm and present after they do it. So there's so much that can come from it. That's just, if you feel called, then I would say that's likely for you. And if you don't, then it's not what you need at the moment, exactly. I totally relate to that because when I'm doing Reiki and energy healings, it's the same thing. Like sometimes people won't feel much at all, but then other people have super clear visions and feel like they're connecting to a loved one. And it just depends on, like you said, what you need in that moment. Sometimes I think what we don't want to admit is that we just need that space to slow down. Like there's not anything we, we don't need to receive. We just need to stop. Right. So I think that's something valid as well, because I think when I think of like the sessions you offer, like the group ones or in one-to-one, sometimes you just need to acknowledge, like, I need to commit to something just to make myself take that time as well. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm definitely the person that needs to commit to something sometimes to like do it. And that that comes to like, whether it's an exercise class, like I need to schedule it, book it, pay for it, (laughs) so that I show up, you know, and show up for myself. So it depends. Yeah, on what works for you and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I think too, because we're talking about like how this brings things up and it helps us uh, find clarity. I was wondering how, because we're also talking about relationships today, how breath work might help us to improve our relationships as well. Yeah. So really, I believe it is just that exactly what we were talking about. It's you taking the time for yourself, which then If we look at the after effects, it's going to improve any relationship, whether it's to yourself, which is very important, it's the most important relationship, or to the relationships around you. If you're taking that space and committing to yourself, you're committing to your growth. um, And, you know, these things are maybe coming up for you through the breath work, like oh, I should, I should maybe do this, or this was shown to me, or I felt this way, or I needed to move through some emotions that were stuck there. And now I'm feeling a little bit more clarity after that. I'm feeling like I have a better idea of where I'm headed or whatever it is. Obviously, that's going to affect your whole outer view, right? So in a general sense, that's exactly what it does for your relationships. I love that. Yeah, it makes sense that like when we are feeling more at peace with ourselves, we have a bit more patience and understanding for others. So that totally makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm wondering too, just in general, for anyone who's not aware, what would you say is the definition of a conscious relationship? So I would say the definition is definitely growing together. So 
growing together, not apart. <laughs> and uh, communication. Obviously, we've heard that before in terms of relationships. Communication is very key and it brings things to the surface, right? If we're holding back, uh, we're not speaking our truth, we're not talking about our feelings, then it's not conscious because it's not open and we're not aware of it. And being in a conscious relationship, I believe, is letting each other have space. Like, you know, letting each other have that space to grow on your own so then you can then come together in that growth as well. So yeah, that's a few little things, but I think it really is like the overall of what a conscious relationship would look like. I think that's such a good explanation. And I like the, the idea of leaving the space for ourselves within the relationship as well and having a bit of that flexibility and being able to feel like two separate people, but coming yeah. together. I like that you said the, the basis is growing together. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that's such just a really great way of, of describing that. And then I was wondering, like, let's say you're, you're meeting someone new and you decide to enter into a relationship. How do you go about building that from the beginning, that kind of openness? Yeah, so back to communication <laughs> is so key. And I, you know, if a friend comes to me and they ask me about like, some, they met someone new and they're asking for advice that way, I always suggest communication because I mean it sounds like such a general term but the thing is what I mean by that is like actually putting it all on out on the table there doesn't need to be any games or you know you should be this way and he should be that way or you know however it is I think we hear so much from outside on what it should be like basically that games are normal or, you know, that you should act a certain way. I don't believe that at all. I believe that, you know, as simple as it is, if you're meant to have a relationship together, you're meant to have a relationship and it's not about like who's being more cool. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you can see past that, right? And that's, you know, comes with maturity and, and all of those things as well. But having the communication where you can talk about what each other's values are, like what are your core values? I think it's, um, you know, it wasn't something I asked on the first date, but like, <laughs> but you know, it's it's important to, to look at those. Like what does this person value and get a sense of that? And talk about where you have things in common, because I used to have this idea that, you know, being so different was almost a better thing because it would pull you into like, oh, these things that maybe I wanted to try or do that they're so that and I'm the opposite. But for me, what I've realized is that it is really nice to have some commonality, right? And whether, and for me, it's even just like the very simple things from going for a walk or um, like, you know, someone who likes walks because I like walks. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. Right? Or someone who, you know, likes to, to travel or likes to go to a good concert or something. Like the things like, just like small things that 
actually make a big difference. You know, if you're like so opposite that, that the, your person is listening to this music that you hate or something and you're just like all the time, like those things can end up being like, I mean, it's not a big deal, but you know, it's just, and it depends obviously, like I'm saying what works for me in that sense, but commonality is, is something that I think, you know, in the long run, it's going to make a big difference. What I suggest to people, you know, starting out in a new, new relationship is to get curious and ask a lot of questions. I think that in general, we're told that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't ask those questions. Um, but asking questions and getting curious is how we learn and how we learn right off the bat, whether someone has those common goals, values, um, what they're striving towards. And some of the big questions, like, again, maybe not your first date with a person, but you want to <laughs> you, you know pretty, you know, pretty soon within that range of when you first meet them is like, do you want to have children? Are you set on where you live? You know, some of these are the big things because if you're choosing to be in union and partnership with someone, that is going to matter, right? So are they flexible on uh, on their their position right now or are they firm? You know, it's good to know right off the bat so that you can be like, okay, they're aligned with me and where I'm headed or, or they're not. And, you know, use your intuition. I think that at the beginning we can become in that space of what do they call it? Like when you're just, yeah, the butterflies and you're so, yeah. like, you're swooning, right? And it's like, so you can be in that, you can have that, but don't push your intuition aside, right? Like really feel into it and take that space and maybe like calm yourself down, sit with it <laughs> and come into awareness, right? Because you don't want to be meshing with that person that, you know, you're taking on all of what, they want because of your excitement or something and forgetting about yourself right either you matter and and what you want is is um why you would obviously look at a long-term relationship with someone and um yeah again just like asking maybe what their goals are and their visions it doesn't have to be super clear but just to see if you're you know, on the same page and you can, and you can envision yourself with them in, in some of their long-term visions and goals. That's so important. And I, and I love that you said to be curious and ask questions because I did an episode that came out this week about the four agreements, the book. And for me, I am coming out of a relationship. I have a lot of life changes happening. And I was like, this is a great starting point. And one of them that was so important is the third one, which is don't make assumptions. And part of that is that we are afraid and that we're, we feel like it's not safe to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that was such when you said that I just like was like a light bulb and it's like it's true like the number of times people are like it's it's rude to ask that or like don't scare them away with the questions right away but I think yeah. anybody that's scared by those questions probably isn't ready for a long-term relationship I think exactly like when you said that it just like came to my head I was like wow that's such a good point like that being curious and making sure that like what your vision is and like their vision is is at least compatible even if it's not the same I think that's so important. 
Exactly. We can be, oh, I shouldn't say that. But if you're noticing them, you ask a question and you're noticing them getting all uncomfortable about it. And maybe they answer they're like, no, or yes, or whatever. But like, use your intuition to be like, okay, that person, maybe they're not clear on that yet. And maybe that's okay with you. Or maybe it's not because you really feel like I'm set on this. Like I want to have a kid and I want to, you know, live in a greenhouse or whatever it is. Right. So you, yeah. You're getting that feeling right from the start because a lot of the times when we bypass our intuition, of course, down the line, we're going to be like, oh, you know what? They kind of gave me that sign, <laughs> right? So if we yes. can stop ourselves from getting to that point, you know, I don't believe that anything's necessarily a waste of time because we learn no. from everything and we grow, but you know, like just if that is a pattern of yours to notice it and be like, oh, you know, I don't really ask questions. And then later on, they they show me who they really are. And it's like, okay, well, maybe the next time you'll be asking a lot of questions and not be worried about it. I think we get so like, well, I don't want to ask that question because they might abandon me, right? Like the full on abandonment. And it's just like, they're not going to like me if I ask that question. Well, if they don't like you, that means that, <laughs> okay, okay, you're not the right person for me, right? Like we just need yeah. to and just be like, okay, so thank you for showing me that yeah. you're not my person, right? And be grateful for that. So it's just a reframe on the way we looking at we're looking at it right it's not like this you suck and i don't you know <laughs> kind of thing right it's like okay we're just different and we're not meant to go there and that's okay you know yeah i think that's so important to think about like the fact that we would rather find out early rather than later because like when you think about it I think too we learn about ourselves at the beginning of a relationship too and sometimes that's what can scare us away too early like if you catch your own patterns too like if somebody asks about something and you feel sensitive about it then it's like asking yourself why am I feeling this way like I should be able to answer this question or maybe I need to do some breath work or you know reach out <laughs> for some support because I clearly have some things to work through yeah totally noticing that within yourself too and uh working through that exactly yeah and then I was thinking too because obviously we have relationships with a lot of different people like we have friends we have family members and there's a lot of like existing relationships and then when we get to this point where we're trying to act more consciously how do we kind of invite that into relationships that already have like established patterns or that we've had like long term already. So do you mean like if we. Like if, we, like if yeah. we are having, if, if we're now like on a path where we're like, okay, I'm going to be more authentic. I'm going to be showing up as myself, but now you have these people around you that are used to you being a certain way, or they're used to the, the communication dynamics that you already have. And then like, now you're like trying to kind of make those relationships more conscious. Okay. So you're changing and they're like, who that, who, who's the, yeah. <laughs> the new you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, do you have any thoughts about that kind of dynamic? Yes, I do for sure. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning before. Like, if they, if the person in your life, whether it's your, you know, a family member, exactly a friend, like you were saying, it's like, 
if they're not okay with this new you because you've grown you've grown and you've changed and you've become more your authentic self then it's likely you're not aligned right and um i know that this is kind of like can seem cutthroat to some people but basically my mentor in my life was my aunt and, and she had mentioned this to me when i was growing up when i was in high school she said surround yourself with people that make you feel good and it's just like this one sentence that literally changed my life because i was around some people that weren't making me feel good and um and i just let it be because i wasn't um uh, i just wasn't there yet right like in my in my in myself and um I let it happen. And I also realized that for me, the the other saying of like, blood is thicker than water or whatever that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that isn't how I go about my life. It's like, um, of course, you know, family means something to me, but really it is about like a soul family. In my opinion, it's like, you know, I will surround myself with people who make me feel good, whether it's my family or not. You know, if you're a family member and, and we don't vibe, then we don't vibe, right? We're just not in alignment. If I can't be myself around a person or speak my truth in a way that I feel that I would like to, then I would look at that and I would say like, hmm, okay, maybe I enjoy this person for certain certain things and, and being around them in this way. Or maybe it's a time to look at the fact that we're not aligned. And, and it doesn't mean like I need to not like the person anymore or just like, you know, cut them off and just be like, you're done and it's brutal. But like, maybe it's just like you you know, you're, you're kind of growing in your own directions, right? And, and at one point in your life, it made sense. And, and now in life, it doesn't. And that's okay, you know? Um, because for me, growth is just and transformation is such a big part of my life that if people aren't okay with that, then I can't, I'm not going to work at making that relationship okay when it's like that doesn't feel good to me to give my energy to something that's not okay with who I am you know what I mean so yeah I think it really is yes that's a hard part of it is like oh okay maybe this friend I don't really see them in my life anymore and um I think you know it just happens on like in subtle ways where you just might not talk as much and you know you can kind of like not ties, but you sort of fade from the relationship and that's fine, right? It's like, you're just on two different paths and yeah. So did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is important to note that it doesn't matter what the original relationship was. If it's not aligned anymore, then it might just not be aligned anymore. And I think that's a really good thing to tune into because I think something else you said where maybe some people are in our life for particular things like maybe we have a group of friends that we like to just have a brunch with here and there and that's fine yeah. but totally. it doesn't mean we have to tell them all of our deepest and darkest fears and thoughts either like sometimes 
it's just a matter of deciding what you're okay with within that relationship and like what you feel like sharing. But I think you're right. If you can't feel like, if you feel like you can't be your authentic self around someone, then that's definitely a huge red flag because now that I'm thinking about it, it does make sense because if you were to evaluate your existing relationships the same way you would with a new person, the same red flags are still red flags. It's just, you know, we tend to let things go if it's someone that's been in our life for a long time. Exactly. And, and yeah, if you look at any of your friendships that you have in your life, clearly there's that like friend that you love to go to brunch with. And there's that other friend that maybe you like, and you, you sit and you talk spiritual stuff all the time and you know, or what you're going through and all the growth and all that. And not every friend is going to be the same, you know, you know, you might talk to this other friend about, um, I don't know, communicating and what that means and like whatever it is some some things that or some topics that you enjoy but if you you know start noticing that the the person that you're going to brunch with maybe you don't need to have those like spiritual conversations with but if you can't feel like you can be yourself authentically then okay, maybe I need to look at that, right? Like where you feel like you kind of have to be someone else is what I mean, then that's probably not right. But if you feel like you can go and it's okay to not have like, you know, obviously like even just thinking about my husband and I, you know, I don't sit and talk to him about, um, I don't know, fairies and, and, (laughs) and aliens and like whatever comes to my mind in that moment all the time. But you know, we have this, these other things that we have in common and that works. It doesn't mean that you have to have everything in common with everyone is my point, but it's just, can you be yourself and feel good about who you are that you don't have to change or manipulate who you are to be comfortable in a situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. And I think it goes back to that original point you were making before about commonality and like, yeah, you don't have to have everything in common, but if you're with someone and you're struggling to have anything to talk with them about, then that's a problem for sure. <laughs> that's a red situation. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Totally. And then I know um, something I wanted to ask you about is that I know you have now um, relationship readings that you're doing. And I was wondering what those entail and like what that's like to have one of those readings. I read energies. So if you come to me for one of those um, relationship readings, it really is about, you know, the relationship to yourself or or the relationships around you, like we said, if it's friends, a coworker, a boss. And, and what I pick up on is where you're holding any energy that isn't serving you. So what often will happen is I will pick up someone's energy within your aura and whether it's supportive or whether it's um, where you're leaking energy and where you need to take a better look at that in creating boundaries. Um, We will look at some of your, you know, your patterns around that, um, how you can shift that, what the learning is within that relationship. Basically what it helps with is that a lot of the times is that we are unconscious about it in a way like you know maybe you have a parent who's 
like kind of really in your business a lot of the time, <laughs> but you actually kind of like, it becomes so normal in a way, like a habitual thing where you're like, oh, there she is again. Like there's mom. Yeah. But I will pick up on that energy right away and I can really feel it close to me when I'm reading for people. And um, it just brings it, you know, into awareness. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I need, to, I, I didn't really realize that, that that energy was draining me, that it's bringing me down. Um, really it is about getting to where you want in life. And a lot of the times we're unaware of what is creating like that psychic weight on us, right? Like that heaviness and it's about clearing it and doing, you know, some energy work around that. So I am like a detector, like a detective on like <laughs> what energy is coming in and what that feels like and how you can move through that and then become the best you, you know, to get you to where you wanna be. That is so incredible because I think what we're talking about with like being conscious versus unconscious, it can be really hard to figure out something that you can't see, right? I talk about this with shadow work all the time. Like people are like, how do I start? And that's why they need the coaching, right? Because it's like, you want to do the work, you know, there's something that's not working. And I think with relationships, that's something that's so important because we do tend to not see <laughs> things that we're used to. And, and like you said, those patterns that just keep lurking that we don't know we're engaging in mm -hmm. are so hard to see. And I think that's such a great offering because I think, especially for people who are empathic or really sensitive, the smallest habit or pattern or something that we see as like normal can probably be taking up a lot more space than we think. Do you find that that comes up a lot where people are just not even aware of like the little things? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, you know, it takes them there. It's, it takes them that time after the fact too, to just be like, Oh, you know, and to think about that, like, yeah. I didn't realize like for me it's like if I'm picking up on that I know right away that there's something there it's you know because why would I feel that um and yeah it just takes them some time to really sit with that and and look at do I need to to change things in my life to support me in getting to where I want to go and um it could be something small that we don't realize. We think it's small, but it's actually, like I said, draining and leaking our energy fields, like our aura. And yeah, it's interesting because this is something that's come up for me more recently on my path is this relationship stuff is, and connecting with that. I know I started to notice that it just kept on coming up and I was like, oh, it's weird, like how I'm feeling you know, a partner or your, your mom here that's still alive <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, and tuning into that energy. So I realized that there was something there. It's just like picking up because like, again, I know I'm reiterating the same thing, but if we don't realize and look at that often, we're not moving forward the way we want to, you know, if you have say a parent that's in your business, like I was saying, and kind of 
always being like, well, are you sure you should do that? Or <laughs> then you're always going to be like pulled in that direction and not getting where you want to go, right? Because mom's over here telling you and like she's protective, but that's yeah. her own stuff too, right? Like we don't realize how much we might be enmeshing with someone and taking on their energy. And it's like a constant thing to move through that and just clear that. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, it's always the the reflective part of it that we can't do without someone pointing something out. Like we can't take yeah. that time to reflect and see what it is if we don't know it's a problem, especially if we've grown up with it. Like you were saying, like with a parent or a family member, someone who we've had a relationship with most of our lives, we don't see it as a problem if it's like normal. Like if that's just like yeah. what we're used to, where we don't realize that there's a healthier way of going about that. Totally. And yeah, and I just help, you know, with guidance and support around that because exactly like you say, it could be quite quote, you know, air quotes, normal for us, yeah. or we, we were the caretaker, or, you know, we were this, per this person, in this person's lives. But, you know, we have our own journey and our own destiny here. And we're here to create that for ourselves. It can't always be that we're focusing on everyone else, right? Like there needs to be a, a good energy exchange between the support that you have in your life, the friendships, your parents, your, your partner. So yeah, I think it's really, relationships really are a big deal. Like it sounds so like, but really there's so many, that's like makes up our lives. Right. But, yeah. um, and yeah, even just like kind of going back to just our talk about relationships in that way, it's like, I think we really need to notice and you know how I was saying like to give each other space is so important. It's because like, mm -hmm. you know, we did come here with this uh, destiny and it's not that it doesn't like include other people or they support you in this way, but it is your very own, right? And um, if we keep on like, a meshing and doing what other people want us to do we're not getting to where like our soul came here to work through and and create right so it's so important to realize that we're all here and we all have these uh different um destinies and to just give people a space space with that you know like we can't take care of everyone and we can't uh you know, change everyone. And we're not here to do that. Like, yes, we can support, but we, um, we got our own stuff to do. Right. So <laughs> I think that that's a good, a really good point that like, we all have to really at some point realize, like I have things to do here on earth. And like, yeah. we sometimes, like you said, get in the habit of just like spending all of our time and energy in relationships. And I think because we are talking about that, I think what's coming to mind just in general for like working with you is that you seem to really focus on like clarity and like really helping people tune back into themselves. And I don't think we always, we generally see our, see relationships as being something that takes us away from that. Sometimes like we yes. assume that we're supposed to put our energy into relationships, but we forget about that, like 
point that we're each on a path here where there's things we're supposed to do. And that can be sometimes confusing if we're being told all the time, like it's so important to spend time with other people and to like give your energy. But at some point you run out and then you're like, where am I, what am I doing with my life? Totally. It's energetic self-sovereignty, you know? So, um, and I think that's so important in so many ways. Uh, to, to look at where we're leaking our energy. We were kind of having a talk about that before we recorded about just morning habits and like, you know, whether we're leaking our energy into technology and it's taking us in or, you know, the television or whatever it is, like that's a relationship too, right? Like you've got to have yeah. healthy boundaries and, and decide whether it's uplifting you or it's really dragging you down. And it's the same for any relationship. So, I think that's like the theme right now is energetic self-sovereignty. And we know that we're here in, in changing times and how can we be more grounded in ourselves so that we can then obviously be the support needed if people need it, but in, an, in a, a common, like balanced energetic exchange <laughs> and, uh, and go from there, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really feel like uh, when you were talking, how you were saying how this was just naturally coming up in a lot of your readings, I feel like that's like spirit crumbs kind of like leading you to that, like this is the work you're here to do. And I think you being a conscious person who's very aware of patterns and things, obviously you've done a lot of work on your, yourself and your, in your own energy. That's how you pick up on spirit crumbs and pick up on those things as you see like, oh, I'm being shown this like a lot of times. Like yes. this is obviously something I meant to follow. I yeah. think that's a really important, I think you're a great example for that because I think sometimes we don't, we're not tuned into our own energy enough to see what the patterns are. And I think that's part of the, what leads us into the trouble of getting enmeshed with other people and not seeing that. Yes. Um, and then I was wondering too, like, I know this is the Spirit Crumbs podcast. Can you think of any just Spirit Crumbs fun or big, whatever that you can, that comes to mind that you've had an experience with? Yeah, for sure. When I left my corporate job, I was definitely very afraid to do that. And um, I got all these signs all the time it was like things were things were just lighting up and i can't remember all of them because it's been a couple years now but i i really felt like you know everyone has the numbers thing but the numbers thing was just popping up everywhere you know i'd look at a a house and it would be like two 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 and you know like the double numbers and just like seeing that everywhere and i would see it with like um the animal, I, I get a lot of like animal spirit kind of messages. So I would see an animal and I'd be like, okay, what are they telling me? And, and so a lot of that was like really firing off around that time. Um, and it was when I was opening up even more so to like, um, I think it was in, it was right around when I had started actually astrology. I took my first course in Vancouver and um, I started meeting up with the girls after the course was over and we would get together and it was like totally just like witchy vibes, but we were, we were doing like, we were channeling, um, the planets, which is, I know it's weird, but, <laughs> but, um, I, I, the messages that were coming through by channeling 
the planets, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. I, I guess I can do this. Like I, I had already been starting to work on my psychic abilities, but that was um, really opened me up. So I was like really starting to just feel more connected to my abilities and the intuition and like, okay, this is, I definitely need to like listen to what this is telling me as scary as it is and have trust. And so, yeah, just like in terms of those kinds of signs that I'll get. Um, and another fun one, but was it, it came through grief was that my husband and I, we lost our dog, um, I guess it's been about two years ago now and, or a year and a half anyway. Um, we were in just a lot of grief around that. We had like, Maggie was 16 years old. So we spent like a lot of time with her. She was, you know, a very important part of our lives. And we were in a lot of grief. So we were, we would get up in the morning after like crying in the morning when we wake up and we would go for these long walks just to move the grief. And, and on like the first day I was like, okay, I need to see a heart and we were just on our walk and there was like a playing card on the ground that was like the queen of hearts and just right in front of me and then we we sat like this was all on the same day too just like so many signs and then we were at the park and we sat down and there was a food truck there so there were some people gathered around and this we could hear this guy like loudly talking and he starts talking about this dog and he says this the name of the dog and he shows a picture of the dog to the other person and it kind of looked like maggie and my husband was like oh my gosh um he's so when my husband got maggie he had her before i met her so he um adopted her she came with a different name like you know how anyway he changed her name to maggie and i actually in this moment don't remember what it was but she had this other name and that's the name the guy used. Like he was like, oh, wow. dog named whatever. And it was the name of that Maggie was given to him as. So it was just like, oh my gosh. And then, and then we were, we walked like further up uh, the road and turned around the corner. And there was this like huge heart on the street in like rose petals. <laughs> that yeah. is so random so random I love that and then my husband was like wait a minute like you're getting all these signs like I need one I need one and he was <laughs> so he was like uh I want to see a rabbit and then right away like he saw a rabbit on like a mural and things like that so it was just really sweet you know because we really felt her around and um And then, yeah, and just in general, like if I really feel an intuition that like something's coming or I want to create something, I'll start to get signs around that. Like, again, by hearing someone talk when I go into a store or um, as I was telling you before we got on the recording about like my massage therapist being like, you know, saying a few things to me that was like, it was totally in a line. And like, she was like inviting me to something with what I was thinking about. So 
um, yeah, it's just paying attention, right? Because usually there are small little nuggets and you can also ask for those signs too, right? Like in the beginning, I remember years and years ago, just being like testing it out and being like, okay, if I'm on the right path, show me feathers. And then I would just everywhere start seeing them. And whether or not like, you know, feathers, of course they're on the ground and whatever. But the fact that they were just like placed in front of you in a way and you're noticing them, then they're there for you, right? And just to trust that. So, yeah. I love that. I think it's so beautiful to get signs from loved ones in spirit because it's, one of the ways that we're able to communicate where it's like a physical thing, like a tangible thing that we can see in front of us that we're like, yes, because we can always feel them around us, but it's just nice to have that like external sign as well. Um, I did a whole episode on ones that have come up for me recently because they've been coming in different ways. But the one thing that I want to point out that I think people should pay attention to is the fact that you were talking about overhearing conversations that are relevant to you. Because I think a lot of times we don't, like we're so in our own head and so like overthinking and like even when we're walking around, we're still like in our heads. We're not really like open to what's mm -hmm. happening around us. And I think like you were saying, it's so easy to miss those small ones when you're not open and aware. Mm -hmm. and I love those examples. I love them so much, especially the overhearing conversations or like when somebody invites you to something that's exactly what you've been looking for. Like those are so fun. I love them. <laughs> totally. And, and, you know, I was asking spirit the other day, like, um, you know, like how, the, how the magic can come in. And again, it's just like, it is there. The response was like, get quiet, get present, you know? And a lot of the times, like we were talking about, there's just like so much that's around us, like coming at us in a way. And, and so, but you know, we can make boundaries with that. And just, if we can take the space, like we don't always have to be walking with our headphones in, we can listen to nature instead, you know, and see what signs are there for us, right? So, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I actually have made a habit of when I go into nature, I purposely don't have headphones in. And I have found that I've had a lot more things like we're all here, like, the only like, I thought about it the other day, because I didn't have my headphones in. And I heard a sound in the bushes. And I looked over, and there was a rabbit. And I was like, I would not have seen that if I had my headphones in because I didn't see it first, I heard it first. And I think like, because I receive a lot of messages, like claircognizantly or clairaudiently, I was like, that makes sense that I should be, if I'm looking for signs and I'm trying to get guidance, if that's how I receive signs, then I can't put headphones in and expect to like know what signs <laughs> are coming at me because I'm not overly clairvoyant and I'm not overly right. like, you know, like I don't get a lot of things that I see. A lot of it's like things that I hear. So yeah, right. I think it's, it's so interesting to have like a combination of things coming at you where you're like, okay, if I'm hearing something and seeing something and someone else is telling me something, clearly I'm on the right path here. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yes, I agree. I love that. And so if somebody is getting the, the pull to work with you, can you just talk a little bit about the offerings you have and then how people can find you? Yeah, for sure. So relationship readings we talked about, uh, I do something called the signature session, which is similar in a way. It really is like looking at where you're stuck and where you can get clear. Um, I generally have like clients that want are interested in more like getting connected with themselves and getting clear so that they can create 
you know, a, a job or career that they love. So like working more towards that in direction, entrepreneurs, that sort of thing, um, creative types, but really it's, it's, you know, it's open. Um, it's just about like getting unstuck. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and with that one, I will utilize uh, your birth chart. So like we can look at your astrology within that session. And those ones are a little bit longer sessions and then uh, I have breath work as you mentioned so one-to-one I do offer group offerings uh, online which is great so if you know everyone can join from wherever and um, those just pop up kind of whenever I'm feeling it I'm very much like a person that works on how they're feeling and I uh, go from there. So I do have one coming up in October. I know it's a ways away, but I also just wanted to be cognizant of the fact that like a lot of people are in summer mode right now and, and away. Yeah. Um, and it's really hot to be like <laughs> sitting there doing breath work. <laughs> um, and then I also offer workshops, uh, kind of doing new things all the time. Right now I've, I've, um, then an intuition workshop and I've got another one coming up in September as well so you can check my site for that and my site is jennydmiller.com and my Instagram is at jenny.d.miller because you know how Instagram just Jenny's a popular name so (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah I'll definitely put that in the show notes so people can find you and I know I had a breathwork session in the initiation circle with Jenny and it was really amazing I felt a lot of energy moving and so if that's something you feel called to and then obviously relationships if you're really feeling drawn to that work I know a lot of people um, are looking for support. So thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on to talk about this today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.